Yes, Dr. Randy. Hello, Randy. Hi, Randy. Hi, Dr. Randy. I have a specific question. My question is... My question to Dr. Randy is... Hi, I have a question about... Hey, welcome to Intentional Living during Valentine's Week. Hey, listen, this is going to be a great program today. Uh, we welcome you to the show. Here from our Intentional Living Center, Dr. Randy, uh, along with Gino and Amy is helping out today, filling in for Stephen, and then our chief engineer, Jennifer, uh, running the show here. So, hey, listen, we're going to have a great 28 minutes ahead. And being Valentine's Week, I thought we'd just make sure that we stay focused on some really practical, fun, maybe encouraging things will help you. You know, the Bible tells us that we are to encourage one another, lift each other up. And as brothers and sisters in Christ, here's what we're going to do for you all today. Uh, we're opening the phone lines across America and inviting you to share one thing that you've been doing in your marriage to make it better. One thing you've been working on in your marriage to improve your marriage relationship. Or maybe this will maybe hit you a little differently. What is the one thing that makes you feel most loved in your marriage? What is it your spouse does that help you feel most loved? Love to have you join us. 888-888-1717. Amy, take your calls, and we'll get you on here very soon. 888-888-1717 is my number, and uh, this is Valentine's Week. And at the end of this week, we do something very special. For the first time here, we officially open the online ticket window for the upcoming Intentional Love Marriage Date Night conferences coming to Michigan. This uh, Friday, we'll be opening the the uh, ticket window for that. I'll tell you a little more about that in a moment. So if you're in Michigan or thereabouts, uh, be listening because we got some uh, got some fun things coming your way here in just a few weeks. All right, again, 888-888-1717. The question is, when do you feel most loved? Hi, my name is Jacob. I was just listening to your program on uh, how you feel most loved by your spouse. I was a uh, volunteer firefighter and got into some pretty crazy stuff and uh my wife is just always there for me she'll sit there and listen to me talk about stuff that i've encountered and that helps me cope and process with everything that i have encountered super supportive of everything that i do that's how i feel most loved by my wife and you know you're welcome jacob i think i can hear the radio in the background even you know that constant negativity and challenge and threat and work that can can affect you and i i say to everybody who's a first responders maybe you're in the medical profession you're in the military or law enforcement uh, god bless you for what you do but listen i've been around long enough to work with people to know that uh, some of you men and women have some unusual stresses that affect you emotionally and relationally and so uh, having a spouse that's willing to sit listen be a part of that process uh, can be a it can be a powerful thing in a relationship. That's certainly worthy of a Valentine's, isn't it? Today. All right, this uh, this week, Valentine's, we're just opening the phone lines. When do you feel most loved? Or what one thing are you or your spouse doing in your marriage that's helping your marriage relationship? Give us a call. Uh, we want you to be a part of the show, part of the success today at 888 Let's go to J.C. in uh, Michigan. Uh, welcome to uh, our center today, J.C. Um, go right ahead. What's going on today? Um, well, before when I would get angry, I would hold it in, um, just kind of let it build up. I wouldn't want to talk about it. Um, and my husband could always sense that something was wrong. So lately I've been working on sitting down and 
talking to him about how I'm feeling, even if it's something little that he wouldn't think is important. If it's bothering me, um, I'll talk to him about it. He can help me through it, and it's helped us be able to open up with each other more. So did you hold back? You just felt like it wasn't worth sharing it or wasn't that important? Yeah, or it was silly or something I shouldn't be emotional about, you know, so I would just kind of hold it in, and but then it would bug at me and I would just be grumpy the whole day and he would be like, what is bothering you? You know, and, and finally I just realized I'll tell him and he will either just hold me if I start to cry or we'll talk through it and, or he'll say, yeah, I know what you mean. That would bother me too. Or, and what difference has it made in your marriage? Um, well, we can open up to each other more, even on a day-to-day basis. Um, little things that, you know, will be like, oh, well, that bothers me when you when you do that, or, um, oh, that's, I love it when you do that or something. It's just easier to share those little things, and it just kind of brought us closer together. So so you've developed a love habit to be short accounts. If you got an issue, bring it out, get it on the table, and discuss it. Yeah, yeah, and even if it's my own issue that, you know, has nothing to do with him, if it's drama with a friend or whatever, I can talk to him about it and... And, and then it's not just building up inside of me, and he's, yeah. he's able to help. Mm-hmm. So it's That's been great. great. All right. Thank you, JC. Wisdom. Uh, it kind of goes along with the first one, too, the idea of communication. Uh, Norm Wright, who's been around a long time helping marriages, he wrote a, a book many, many, many years ago that uh, talked about communication is the key to, to a happy marriage. Communication is the key. Um now, communication means that what is being said is being understood. It's not, it's not intended to be harmful or putting people into their place. Sometimes we use communication to shut down communication. We use communication to control another person. Maybe you're very verbal and your spouse isn't. And you can use communication in a, in a destructive way. Not intentionally, maybe, but it can happen. And so taking that, uh, that spin to say, hey, I want to make sure what's being said is being understood and I'm going to be a swift listener, as the Bible says, and slow to speak. Uh, that's certainly another Valentine's for this week, I think, that you can give to your spouse. Uh, you're welcome to join in. What kind of one thing, Valentine's, uh, you're doing in your marriage uh, that helps you? What's one thing? Communication, uh, solving problems, what is it? Or when do you feel most loved in your marriage? Give us a call. 888 17 and we'll be right back. This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. We are Intentional Living, and we'll be right back. Are you overwhelmed by the uncertainty of life? For many, uncertainty can lead to fear and unhealthy life habits. In Dr. Randy's teaching, Intentional Living When You're Sick and Tired, you'll learn about the Apostle Paul's work with a church that exhausted and overwhelmed him and his commitment to walk by faith. When you give right now, we'll send you this teaching and we'll toss in God Hears and Answers, a book by Dr. Randy on developing a vibrant prayer life that will grow your faith and confidence in God during times of uncertainty. We'll email you this month's exclusive teaching and other intentional living tools each month. To receive the teaching and the book, call 888 today or visit theintentionallife.com. 
That's theintentionallife.com. Intentional living when you're feeling sick and tired and maybe you're just feeling pretty overwhelmed. I mean, you go through you go through a, this last weekend, for instance, and we got all the stress going on in the country, right? And then we kind of took a little slice out of that and had the Super Bowl. Congratulations to all of my friends in Kansas and Kansas City and Kansas City fans all over the country. What a game. I don't know if you did you see it, Jennifer? Did you watch? That was good. Um, the game was good. Halftime, not so much. We turned that off, frankly. But we watched the game. Um, and uh, anyway, congratulations since uh, to uh, uh, Kansas, rather, Kansas City. Great game. Uh, we're talking about Valentine's this week, and in particular, what does it mean in your marriage? What one thing can you do, are you doing to uh, grow your marriage? Or when do you feel most loved? Love to have you join in and join us. Just like Jason, who's on the line in uh, in Georgia. Hey, Jason, how you doing? Hey, how are you, sir? Good. When do you feel most loved in your marriage? Uh, well, when I was going through a drug and addiction, uh, my wife she just loved me when nobody else would, and uh, and loved me. She would take days out of time out of her day just to love me, mm-hmm. and uh, and that meant a lot to me. And now I'm clean, and we're happily married, and it's been years. Her name is Daphne Bates, and I just want to let her know I love her. Well, congratulations on your successful marriage, because you know a lot of marriages can't get through that. Yes, a lot thank of them you so feel, much. Yeah, how many years have you been married? Oh, we've been married going on three years. I've uh, been together like 12 years, so yeah. Three years married, yeah. and how long have you been clean now, Jason? Uh, going on six years, right at, well, right at, yeah, six years. Yep. Well, congratulations. Again, what was your wife's name? Daphne Bates. Da- Daphne Bates. Well, Daphne. You're the child of God. And, you're, Daphne, yes, and Jason sending his love to you on the radio today. All right. Thank you, Jason. Appreciate your call. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You can join in. Maybe you want to send that uh, message out this Valentine's week to that love in your life. One thing they're doing that you appreciate. Or uh, when do you feel most loved? 888 is the number. Let me go to Janetta in Arizona. Hi there. How are you? I'm fine. And you? Good. Good. Can you turn your radio down just a little bit? Because we have a delay with the system. I'm sorry. That's all right. That's all right. Okay. That'll make it easier. But go ahead. Um, when do you feel most loved? Okay, I, I want I want to make a comment on communication. I've been married in a few weeks, fifty eight years. Wow! And um, when we were married, about three or four years, they were kind of rocky years. We had babies, and and you know things wasn't finances wasn't going good, and and we just didn't uh didn't didn't click like you know. So um, uh, I, I I I I I prayed, you know, and and see, my communication was the thing that did it for us, you know. So we got this thing called pillow talk. So mm-hmm. when he comes home from work, when he came home from work, I and I was working too, I'd be tired. I was washing and cooking and taking care of babies, and, and he would sit down, and, you know, and I would say, oh, not, you know, this don't make no sense, you know. So as the years went on, we found out that pillow talk was it. After I put the kids to bed, bath was over, kitchen was clean, food was put up, then and it would be in the middle of the night even. I'd wake up and I'd say, you woke? And he'd say, yeah. And, I, and we'd talk over the day of what's going on. And he just hold me, and I felt most loved because 
uh, he got his, his expressions off of what happened to him that day and how he was great cranky or something. And, and I would, I would be able to kept comment on, yeah, the baby did so-and-so and my oldest, he's seven, you know, she did so-and-so like that. And through the years, we've kept that up, uh, two or three o'clock in the morning or, or whenever. And we called it pillow talk. Mm. And we did that every night, and my kids went to college and went off to school, and I was, and it was still us, and, and now we're empty nesters, and uh, uh, we moved to Arizona from Illinois eight years ago. And even now, with this move, which was a drastic move, we both were born in Illinois, and um, it was a drastic move, but with the pillow talk and the things, you know, we, we talked it over and decided what to do, and, and, and we came, and... And even now, uh, uh, the other night we were talking, you know, because we were thinking about moving again. And um, and I said, you think it's going to be a good move? And it was in the middle of the night. You know, I mean, pillow talk is, I, I tell anybody, I told one of my friends, she was having trouble with her marriage. I said, girl, go pillow, pillow talk. She didn't know what it was. I said, in the middle of the night. I said, don't don't wait until, you know, after things are over and all that. I said, just grab his hand and wake him up or, and just tell him what's on your heart, you know. And I found out. It makes my marriage closer. It made my friend's marriage closer. I tell my children that I have uh, three daughters, and I told them, I told them that I'm married. I said, pillow talk is what, what to do it, you know. And I told my son, he's married. I told him, I said, pillow talk, you know. And they didn't know what it was. They laughed at me, you know. Then they said, <laughs> oh, yeah. But I tell you, uh, doctor, that it did. The communication yeah. is the key. Is the key. And, and, and most love, oh, I felt most love, you know. Mm. And it wasn't the... Anything else, but just just that, just that him, just knowing that he shared my views and I shared his views, and we would lay there. And uh, when my I lost my daughter, my oldest daughter, and um, and um, a few years ago, and I and I and I took it, you know, I thought I took it well, you know, but I evidently I was holding it in. And we would talk, and then one night he said, "Tiny, you're not crying, you know," and I and I just I just I said, "Yes, I am, you know, because I'm hurt, you know." And we stood to talking, and we got to talking, and I bust out into tears, doctor, mm-hmm. and I told him, I said, I miss her so much, and I thought that it was, I said, maybe I did something, you know, and, and we talked that over, and do you know, <clears throat> excuse me, I just got emotional, but do you know that that, that helped me through that time with her, she's my oldest daughter, and uh, my husband, she said, she made us a family, we were just a couple, and then when she came along, she made us a family, so mm-hmm. it was kind of um it was an emotional time, you know, and it was. I talked to her one day, and the next day she was gone. So, mm. well, I, know, Pat, was, well, I think I think one cool. of the one of the reasons I'll tell you one of the reasons that is effective, uh, Janetta, is because all the day stuff, all the stress stuff, is gone. And if you're you're laying there in bed, or like you say, waking up in the middle of the night, um, you're not distracted by a bunch of other stuff. You know, in the quietness, the darkness, to be able to communicate. I know some of you guys are saying, well, that's fine, but can we do it at two in the afternoon <laughs> instead of two in the morning? Can we do it through the pillow? We can uh, maybe do uh, on the couch. That might be something we can talk. But uh, listen, I'll tell you something. We've had, we've had three, three comments so far. Every, each of them talked about communication. And so maybe you're thinking today, you know, during this Valentine's week, maybe it's not been as special as you'd like it to have been. And not maybe in terms of what you did, but in terms of how you feel in your marriage, in your relationship. And ask yourself, is really the core to the problem that we're facing is what we're hearing on the program today. We're not getting to the point of being able to communicate. Listen, there are resources available, classes available, books available. 
it comes down to making a commitment to say communication in the marriage is more important than anything else in this marriage relationship. It is a key to marriage. All right, Dr. Randy here. By the way, uh, the phone line is open. We're going to stay here at the end of this hour, uh, this half hour, and uh, continue this discussion. We're just opening the phone lines to you. When do you feel most love in your marriage? Or do you? When do you feel most loved? Or what one thing are you doing to work on your marriage relationship? Give us a call, 888 By the way, when you call, you get a little announcement on the phone before it comes into Amy. It tells you how you can receive a free resource from the ministry. And that's a gift to say thank you for taking your precious time uh, to be a part of the show. Again, just uh, go to... Uh, 888-888-1717 and uh, give us a call. When you call, by the way, you can press number two if you want to talk to our staff about supporting the ministry or you can stay on the line there and it'll come in, come into Amy. Uh, just before we get to our next call, I want to remind you that uh, the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night is coming up. It's going to be in April, April 20 and 21, a Thursday and Friday night in Michigan. Thursday night at the Jackson Nazarene Church in Jackson, Michigan, and then Friday night at the Community Church in Mount Pleasant. Uh, so fr- Thursday night, Friday night, talk about communication. We're going to help you figure out what that, how that feels, how to make that work. Uh, when you leave that night, you're going to be challenged to take one thing away for 30 days to work on your marriage. It's a very uh, positive experience. We have a lot of fun. Uh, we enjoy ourselves, but at the same time, to give you some really rich, intentional living Uh, strategies and tips that will work in your marriage. So bring some other couples with you. The the window for the tickets will open online Friday. Friday. They'll be available at theintentionallife.com. That's theintentionallife.com. Let's take another quick break. We'll be right back. Got some more calls. Love to have you join in. 888-888-1717. When we're sick and tired, any of you ever feel sick and tired? Maybe you feel a little sick and tired right now. You just get weary in life. There are things that come. It could be a physical illness. It could be something going on in your own personal life, or it may be something that's happening in a marriage or a family or whatever it is. But we just sometimes just feel weary and and pretty overwhelmed, even as believers. You know, that's an excerpt from the teaching this month on um, intentional living when you're sick and tired. A very, It's a very helpful lesson coming right from the book of 2 Corinthians, where the Apostle Paul, who had reason to feel sick and tired, gives us a lesson on how do we face the discouragement, feeling overwhelmed, depressed, lost, just sick and tired in life. It's a very positive biblical lesson. So members, watch for it. It's coming your way. Next month, it's going to be on the topic of Intentional living in the threats in which we live today. We live in a threatening world. We have the universal threats that we see anywhere from balloons floating over the United States, come on, to the threats on the streets of our cities, to locking our door or putting on a fire detector. But I focus on those internal threats in our marriage, our family, our emotions, our spirit. And uh, what does the Bible have to teach us? How can we deal with the threatening feelings that we have in our life that overwhelm us? That'll be the lesson coming up next month for members. So if you're not a part of the team, don't miss out. Come and join us. Your monthly support makes it possible. You can call during West Coast Business Hours, 888-888-1717, 888-888-1717, or 
Uh, you can go to theintentionallife.com anytime and uh, click on donate. All the information is there for you so you can be a part of, uh, of the ministry and a part of this journey. Okay, uh, let's continue on uh, with some calls. Let's go, let me see, to uh, Kathy. Kathy is, oh no, let's go to Martha next. Martha is in, um, in South Carolina, it looks like. Uh, go right ahead. I feel mostly loved when my husband and I pray together. We've been married 45 years, and that is the most important aspect of our marriage is praying together. Mm-hmm. My name is Martha. Thanks. Have a great day. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Martha, for uh, leaving that comment. All right, let's go back to the phones. Uh, got uh, Kathy in Kansas. Uh, welcome to the program. Thank you, Dr. Randy. How are you? Good. Appreciate your call. What, what would that one thing be? Well, my husband and I will be married 33 years uh, this May 25th, mm. and there's there were several differences in our marriage. Um, there's a 10-year age difference, and he has a military and law enforcement background, and thank you, in fact, any form of gratitude actually was not, uh, was completely foreign to him, mm. and shortly into our marriage, I started feeling very uh, unloved and um, kind of taken for granted. And the battle over that took its toll. Um, One day I decided that instead of pointing out how ungrateful he was for things, (laughs) I'd start being grateful to him for anything he did. Uh, I thanked him for handing me a cup of coffee in the morning. I thanked him for taking out the trash. I thanked him because he took care of himself. I started letting him know how much I appreciated all the good things he did and all the sacrifices he made. And what we found was gratitude opened the door for both of us to make a lot of changes in several areas of our marriage. And um, instead of ending up in divorce court, we're getting ready to celebrate our 33rd wedding anniversary. Mm, congratulations. Gratitude, gratitude. You know what? i tell you something, ladies, from a man's perspective. When you encourage us, I mean, that, that is a winning formula. Uh, when we feel appreciated, a ba- pat on the back, thank you, whatever. Because uh, many of us are still little boys, right? In, in big boy bodies. Sometimes bigger than they should be. <laughs> That's another thing. All right. Uh, let's get back to the call. Gina, let me see here. Gina is in uh, Michigan. Welcome to the show today. How are you? I'm doing fine. I wanted to comment. Uh, I, um, the lady prior that was talking about her husband, the pillow talk, Mm -hmm. um, I had lost my husband, Fred, back in 2020. Mm. And the relationship we had was marvelous. It was a blessing from God. And I just wanted to add that communication, it plays a big part, a huge part, you know, and sometimes what we both experience when there's a third voice, you know, interrupting within the marriage, trying to comment and opinion, what have you, it, it kind of puts little stumbling blocks there. And I, I would go ahead with my mother-in-law and kind of just nip it in the bud and, you know, kind of blow it off and then go back to the conversation opening with Fred to say, you know, we need to talk about this or that or what have you, you know, and then we can move on past that. So my point is communication between two people that love each other, been together 30 years, that is a big, big, big factor. It's very important to communicate. You know, and any negativity from any third voice, that's when you have problems. Yeah. And I've learned that in counseling. That's when you have stumbling blocks. Oh, absolutely. Problems. 
Two's company. That's right. Two's company. Three's a crowd when it comes to communication and marriage. (laughs) Exactly, because they could really cause problems, you know. And um, the thing is, like uh, Pastor Mike Murdoch was talking about the third voice on TV and uh, camp meeting uh, ministry. It's a camp meeting um, special on uh, Word Network. And uh, it's interesting what he said, because I have several of his books that I inquired. and I read a lot of his literature. And um, I'll tell you, he's, uh, he's really a blessing. He's a true blessing because I've learned a lot through wisdom, the wisdom keys about communication, you know, with your mm-hmm. spouse. And even though Fred's gone, I know I'll always miss him. I'll always love him. That will always stay with me forever and ever. You know, that's never going to leave because that's my, that was my soulmate, you know. Well, plus, plus I, you realize yeah. the communication that you had, how precious it was. Oh, yeah. And that uh, there's not a waste of time in communicating on things that don't matter all that much sometimes. Right. Because we exactly. can get focused on uh, on the wrong things. All right. Thank you. Appreciate your call, Gina. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Appreciate it. All right. Tell you what, uh, we're going to wrap up the show here in a minute or two uh, for uh, the live show today. But I'll tell you what, we're going to leave the phone line open and love to have you join us. And uh, in fact, we need your calls so we can record another show that will air later in the week. And it's going to continue on this discussion. When do you feel most loved? What one thing is it uh, in your marriage when you feel most loved? Is it time together? Is it uh, communication? Is it uh, helping each other? Is it being silent? Uh, what is it? Or what's one thing that you're doing in your marriage uh, that's improving your marriage? Give us a call, and we'll get you here, and we'll record for later in the week. 888 or go to theintentionallife.com. If you'd like to find out more about the ministry, here's some of our resources. Or, again, for our Michigan or folks in that region of the country would like to attend the upcoming April 20 and 21 Uh, Intentional Love Marriage Date Nights in Michigan. Uh, The ticket window will open up on Friday, the 17th of February. And uh, we have limited space at these events. Love to have you come. Bring some other friends with you. Make it maybe a ministry or an opportunity to bring some friends in your small group or your neighborhood or siblings or what have you uh, to this evening where they'll be non-threatening, but they're going to hear the truth today now more than ever. We live in a threatening time. Our marriages are threatened by all of the stress that we have in our culture today. And we're going to de-stress your life a little bit and give you some practical things you can do in a fun way from Intentional Living. Again, the um, Intentional Love Marriage Date Nights in Michigan, in Jackson, and uh, in Mount Pleasant coming in April. And tickets will be available online at the ticket window this Friday. And we'll give you the address for that coming up here. So just get ready. I'm sure there'll be a link at our website, theintentionallife.com. In fact, if you go to the website, I think there's an opportunity. If you give us your name and your email, as soon as the window's open, they'll send you a a text or an email letting you know. All right. Uh, Thanks for being a part of the show. Uh, Today, Joan, hang on. I'll get to you on the second half of the show here coming up in a minute. Uh, Again, we've been talking today during this Valentine's week about the power of doing the next right one thing in our marriage. One thing that you can do in your marriage that will build intimacy, closeness, unity, agreement uh, for the benefit of certainly you and your spouse, for your kids and grandkids, for the next generation. And I believe when we do those things, it brings glory to God, as the scripture tells us. That's part of why we're here. Figure out what pleases Christ and then do it, Ephesians chapter 5. 
For our team here, Amy, thank you for your help. Jennifer and Gino on Facebook, all our Facebook friends as well. God bless you. Have a great day, and we'll see you next time.